0: We were asked to sing uh, a song in front of the church. And so we got up in front of the church, all eight of us, including my parents, and we sang a song and everyone loved it. And then I had a youth pastor who uh, who came in after that. Um, he was hired at the church and I, he must have saw something in me that I didn't see because I didn't set out to become a singer. It wasn't something that I, you know, I just thought I'd be doing. But he he would just say, I want you to do a solo in front of the church and I want to practice singing with you and I want you to sing in a youth group. And it really came down to him just really pulling and seeing a gift inside of me that I didn't see. And um, I got to give credit, you know, the church is where it started for me. And so that's where I really developed and became something much greater than I could see. So. I just sang because that's what my parents told me to do. But as I connected with God, I sang because he saw something so much greater than I could see. And that was a ministry in music. And so I really encourage people to get involved at the church level because God usually connects people that can get you where you need to be.
1: You know, I've been hearing a theme this week in these talkbacks and then throughout different festivals that it seems being called to music like you is different than the person who wants the limelight for themselves. Yeah. And so talk to us a little bit about that journey for you, because when people see an anointing in you and they point it out, that's an affirmation that is so needed to serve the Lord versus this selfish ambition to get the attention we might seek. Not that it's, we're human beings, we make that mistake. But talk a bit about that, that calling and that anointing that, Someone saw something in you and what you see in the music industry today.
0: Well, I I think for myself, like, I was on American Idol. I had a record deal right after I um, got off the show. But I ended up getting dropped about a year and a half later and seeing nothing. And so about, it came about three years after that that I ended up getting re-signed. Because God still had to put this vision and this dream in my heart to do music. And literally God has resurrected it again. But since he has resurrected it in this new capacity... I really look at this stage much different. This is, you know, and because I I honor it, because God could have chose someone else, and so when I walk on stage, I check my heart. But I will say this: because I'm anointed, and because you know God has called me to do this, this doesn't mean I have a sappy show either. God is the creator of music and arts. The church should possess the best music in ours. I'm not saying we have the best, but I will strive for the best. We should have the best entertainment. It is okay to entertain, but all for one reason, to show forth the glory of our God. Because our God is much greater in capacity. And I think that's why sometimes people run away from the ministry and from music. Because they're like, well... That's sappy. We're all going to be crying. We're going to be singing songs. And no, 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 no. My band is so funky. My band is, I mean, but I'm a soul singer. And we, we will bring that. But we tie it in because I'm not going to hide the gift that God has put inside of me. I'm not changing. Um, unless God tells me to change. But God has said, I-, I can just be myself on that stage. And I hope tonight it comes off that way. But it always leads back. And it always points back to him. It's funny, when I got signed, I didn't get signed by a Christian label. None of the Christian labels assigned me because I said I have a vision to be myself. And I, I don't want to bash them because they do great things. But what I do want to say is that I guess the vision that God put in my heart, it took a mainstream label out of New York that ended up signing me. And we did the music of faith, but we did the music that I was created to do as well. And there's a mix there. And so I, I always like to encourage people, man, like, the ultimate call for our music is the Great Commission. It's not so that we just feed the church. We should make music that edifies, builds, and, and, and builds up the church. But we should also make music that the world's like, hey, I like that. Like, listen, Holland, I love her. She's making music that everyone can understand. And that's what I
1: love about it. That's fantastic. Any questions at all for Danny? Okay, I'm glad you had no questions. I said, I, not oh, all oh shoot, you got a question. Come on up because I have some things I want to ask you now. Come on up. Favorite song of yours that you've written? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm gonna specifically speak off of my. I have a new album coming out in January, but I just wrote a song with some writers out of L.A. called Symptoms, and it's the most fun. I I enjoy it because it's fun to perform. It's a love song. It's just about talking about I got all these symptoms. You know, you know. It's for my wife, of course, but you know. I can't get rid of it, but it's really, it's got like a, it's a so Bruno Mars-ish type of feel, but it's fun to perform. I really enjoy it. But then there's another song on my newest record called Rise, that's going to be my new single. And this one I wrote out of Isaiah 60. I, I kind of fell into like a depression about three years ago, and I'm going to share that tonight. And it was such a darkness and I really questioned God because I just walked through the loss of my first wife, you know, five years before that and now I'm back in a darker place than I'd ever been and I felt like I was going to die. I kind of felt like I was going through so many things and I felt like God was ignoring me and I couldn't get myself out of it. But you know what God gave me? Isaiah 60. And he said, rise and shine for your light has come. And it's funny how God, when we when we look at our brokenness, God says your brokenness is exactly how I can use you. We think we need to be healed before we step out and we walk. When God's saying, no, if you step out, I'll meet you. And your healing will come as you begin to believe and trust in me and, and do what I'm telling you to do. And so I wrote this song called Rise. And um, that's my favorite one to perform as far as ministry-wise. So,
1: so come on up. So... I want you to be thinking about music as, as a spiritual thing. Which I know you think of. Yeah. But I want to go there. But I want to get this young lady's question first. What is your like, creative process for making new music?
0: <laughs> so the creative process starts... Um, I first... When I start talking to producers, I start saying, what makes me like... What do I like? You know, what am I hearing that I'm liking? So I usually start referencing that. So like an artist that I really like right now is Alessia Cara. Or Ka- Ka- I don't know how to say her name. But she's a, a pop artist. But I'm really digging.
1: Canadian, I think.
0: Is she Canadian too? Man, Canada's got some good, good music up there. <laughs> um, but then I begin to ask, the number one process I, I, I ask is like, Lord, what do you want to say? That's what. And can I tell you something? I think sometimes God wants to say things that sometimes is out of our religious box. You know what I mean? Um, they, it, it never contradicts the Bible, but I think a lot of times when we think of God, we think of praise and worship, and we just stay in this vein of opera. And God is so creative that there's just this whole other realm. So I begin to ask, like, what do you want to accomplish with this record? And so it's funny we didn't have a lot of time making this record, but I feel like I started this record in January, and we're already we finished writing all the songs. Usually people take two years to write songs. I feel like God took my two fish and five loaves and he multiplied it. You know with God, he can do more in one day than you can do your entire life. And that's like the process that I really... I I first don't... I try to acknowledge him in all my ways and he'll direct my path. And really that's the process. There's a lot of answers there, but yeah.
1: So back to this. Music is spiritual. I I have been thinking about the fact that music is so... Well, for lack of a better term, influential. All music. And today's music is mostly about me. It's mostly about the things that are, are created. The human, the, the, the female body, uh, yeah. pursuit of things. And yet it's still spiritual. Are you with me? It still seems like there's a spirit there because music can take us high, it can take us low. It's got soul. Yeah. Talk to us. And, and put your theology hat on a little bit, as as a Levitical music writer yourself, How how is music able to connect with us so deeply so that the Holy Spirit almost takes those words and gives us images and gives us memories and gives us visions and gives us all the things that God seems to speak in and through it. It's not just notes in, a, in the air. It's something spiritual. Can you talk to us about that?
0: Yeah, and man, I'll tell you, there's... I know there's a few people out there who actually do full teachings on how music, I mean, you could listen, I, that's something I wanted to tap into, but I know on a, a very personal, and what I know the experience, on an experiential level, uh, music, it, it goes beyond the brain, and it reaches the heart, it it, it it somehow music has this ability to break down walls and get through right away, which... You know, not a lot of things can do that. You meet someone, your wall's up right away, and you don't know, but music can just bypass that and get right to the heart. Music, I was talking to um, one of the guys on our bus yesterday who's, we have another artist riding with us because we're on a tour. And I was just saying, like, music is just, it's a powerful tool. And I, I don't know what it is about it, but I'll tell you, the words are like seeds, and the melodies somehow are like fertilizer and it instills memories and instills a feeling inside of you that talking can't do at times and those memories just pop at at different moments like have you ever like especially the older folks like you can remember like a certain song that brings back a memory of a relationship or bring back or bring back brings back a brokenness in your life it can take you there and there's something so powerful about it and cultures are influenced by music and that's why i feel like that's why I always strive for this thing. I feel like music, and music I try to make, I want to have a positive voice and I want to speak from the voice of our Father because I want to influence a generation any way that I can. And that's, uh, you know, I hope I'm not trailing too much on this answer, but I know it affects people. And so if I'm going to make music, I want to make sure that my music affects people positively because, you know, you got artists out there making music, they don't care how it affects people. As long as they get the paper and as long as they get... You know, what they want, they'll do it, but they have to answer for that. Dude, everything we do has an effect and it's almost like a seed. And it bears fruit in people's lives. We're looking in this culture, people act like music doesn't bear fruit, but it's because they don't see it instantaneously. Over a lifetime, it influences a generation. And so we have to be careful and we have to take caution with what we release and what we're saying so that it takes people in the right direction.
1: I remember a few years ago interviewing Jason Castro... And talking about his experience on the show. And um, he's such a humble guy. I don't know if you've met Jason. But mm-hmm. it's hard to get him to speak sometimes because he's such a timid guy. But uh, it was clear that he felt he felt that the Lord led through all the circumstances. And appointed him to be something. To be a messenger. To be a voice. Um, how about you? How do you feel about this journey? Because the show is the show. And it's a money machine It highlights great talent, but there's a God that's sovereign even over that. How did he use the show to change you? And and has it affected so many that maybe you share a story or two of people that have been affected by you?
0: I think the show, you know, I lost my first wife a month before the show. And it was unexpectedly. And people say, well, why did you try out for the show? Well, I made a promise to her that, that year, that a few months earlier, that I would do it. And it was the last time I could do it. They had an age limit, and I was at that age limit. And so when she passed away, that was so unexpected. And I didn't want to try out. But because it was that rock and hard place, and if I don't go now, I'll never be able to go, I didn't want to miss the opportunity. I didn't want to miss it. And um, it changed everything. Because while I was going through the, the the process of the show, I fell into a depression there as well. And I'll tell you this, I went, I made, through the first round, I felt hope. Remember, it's a month after I lost her. Go for the first round, get the golden ticket. Well, I come back in September, and literally in September, I felt like something shifted. I remember one morning I woke up, I opened my eyes, and I felt a shift in the atmosphere, and the spiritual realm. And I said, this is not good. And I fell into a depression through September and October. I did my next two, my next two, um... Auditions and made it there. Finally, when I got to Hollywood, I was in the thick of this depression where I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to die. I hated life. I was upset at God. I was angry at God because the questions of why. You know, you want me to have faith that you're good, but I'm not experiencing good. So why do I need to trust you and why should I now? Anyways, um, fast forward that. I remember I made it through Hollywood. I got the top 50. And at this time, I just kicked up my level of pursuing God. Even though I was mad at Him, I decided to pursue Him more because He was the answer. You know, and so as I pursued him, he gave me some, he gave me Psalm 4610, was be still and know that I'm God. And I remember when he gave that to me, I was like, okay, I'm going to be still and know you're God. Nothing changed. Okay, nothing's changing. So I looked up the Hebrew of it, and it literally meant, it said, stop striving, surrender, let go. And this is the one that really got me. It said, force yourself to let go. And I saw the picture in my brain. I was holding on so tightly to the questions of why and the questions of, and the embitterment of the situation, that it was withholding good from coming to my life. So I remember I sat at the edge of my bed and I pictured a hammer in my hand. And I pictured myself at the burial site. And I began to hit that, you know, they were burying her but burying me as well as I was hanging onto the casket. And so I just my mind just began to hit my hand and say, I refuse to let this destroy my life. I refuse to let this make me a bitter man. Long story short, I did that. And I had to do it a few times because those memories come back. But as I kept doing that, it's like God pulled the cork out of my heart and the negative emotions just drained through me. Well, why do I share that? Because when I went on the show, little did I know, the number one testimony that I still get to this day with my song says, I was going to commit suicide, but I turned on Christian radio and I heard your song and I decided that I'm going to give God a second chance. I mean, it's the number one, that's how it's changed me. I, I've seen how God has, I guess I overcame something through his grace and now other people through my story, are overcoming things. And so I feel honored to be in this role. I, I really do. It's, I don't take it lightly. I really. This is a big stage.
1: It's obvious. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any other questions for, for Danny? In the back. Come on up. Thank you. Spanish?
0: My Spanish, yeah. So if you guys know, I, I, uh, I speak Spanish. And I wasn't raised that way. But my first wife who passed away was Puerto Rican. And so I started learning through her. I ended up getting remarried again. Um, and my wife now is Cuban and Peruvian. And so I just released some music. Um, I, to- I turned hope in front of me. Does anybody follow me on Facebook or Twitter? or Anyone? Did you see my new song, hope in front of me? It's called La Esperanza, Afrente de Mi. And it's, in, it's a salsa. Have you guys seen it? It's a salsa. I turned it into a, a salsa song. And so I turned, tell your heart to beat again into like a bachata. Like, so if you guys, if you go on my Facebook or go on Spotify, you can hear these songs. I did live versions of them. But um, I really feel like God has put it on my heart to go into the Spanish-speaking countries. And so um, we're in the process of working on that.
1: Any others? So uh, um, you don't know this and you wouldn't have known this, but I lead a suicide prevention ministry. And uh, we have a partnership with a site called Google that sends 1,400 kids a day to us so our staff can chat with them and take them to a place of safety. And God knew all this, of course, that I would be your artist, Talkback MC. Um, The place of hopelessness that comes uh, from wanting not to live anymore. Uh, Should not the body of Christ, should not we as lights, be doing more to ask our fellow neighbor, our family member, our partner at work, whatever, to to help them go deeper. Like, what could have helped you in your circle of influence? And praise God that you're alive and ministering. But being appropriate, what could have helped you? Because there's some things we can say that don't make a difference, but there are some things we could say or some time we could spend, or some presence we could make? What could help? Ha- give us the context.
0: It's a great question. You know, when I fell into that depression, the hope, you know, hopelessness, by the way, is built on, it's just built on lies. But that's the thing. The thing about deceit is that you don't know it's deception. That's what makes it deception, you know? Um, for me, the thing that helps me the most in the midst of a depression is people who are tuned in. Because people, you know, sometimes I felt like people would try to minister to me and they just speak like 10,000 words. And I'm like, no, didn't help. But people who are tuned into the spirit, they know exactly what to say and how to say it. They can say one word and it literally shifts something on the inside. Now, that's a, that's a great expectation to ask someone to
1: do it's that. It's hard, but I get it. And, I, and talk about the power of listening in that whole formula.
0: yeah. This is so interesting that you asked the power of listening. A lot of our problems that we, I know that I've had in my personal life is because I have eyes, but I don't see. I have ears, but I don't hear, lest I would understand and see. And the Bible says, lest you come back to me and be healed. A lot of our healing we don't receive. And this is, that's a critical question because a lot of times people don't receive that healing or don't receive maybe encouragement or the truth is because they see it but they don't really experience it. Because God really wants to heal people, but you're the one you're the one that decides whether you want to be healed or not. And so it's almost like this big conglomerate of like this massive equation. But to say, I say all this to say this, the fact that you guys are doing it is amazing. What can we do? I think if, you know, we're obviously, none of us are, to my knowledge, are working in suicide prevention daily. I know it's a big ministry that I try to, talk about on the stage every once in a while when I feel led by it. But um, what we can do is be in tune with the spirit. You know, Jesus spent time with the, Lord, with the Father, and Jesus only did what his Father did. And, I mean, the fruit that Jesus had is, I mean, everybody that came into contact with him was changed. I would just say that's my personal challenge to myself is that, that I'd be attentive so that I could hear a word for someone who needs that word. That's probably the most powerful thing we can do. But it's a hard thing to do because we have to say goodbye to our wishes and our desires. And we all know how much we love ourselves at times. And so
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that because for those, some of us have been at these artists' talkbacks uh, all week. And what seems to be the ongoing theme that I've been working with artists on is the natural versus the supernatural. And the institution of church and Christianity versus the relationship of a freedom that comes from knowing Jesus and listening to His voice, uh, in your world, especially now as you flow, you've got this unique stance because, as you mentioned, you're you're signed by a mainstream label. You're kind of flirting in many ways with being a missionary to this culture. Uh, how much do you rely on that prophetic gift or supernatural gift to say, Lord, here's the day. Use it anyway.
0: That's my number one thing before I get on stage. One thing I, I don't... You guys, because, you know, we look at... When we see... I know I do this. When I see people who have ministered to me, whether through music or through message, it's easy to idolize. to easy to think, man, they got it together. And a lot of times... They got that platform because they made decisions and they learned things and they chose to grow through dark times. But it doesn't negate us from the darkness and the, the issues of us having to deal with our flesh on a daily basis. Every time I go on that stage, because my, I feel like my life's a little different, Like I feel like I got a second chance. You know, because usually when you're off American Idol and you don't, you don't get that record deal you and know, it doesn't work, you're pretty much doomed for the rest of your life, you know. But the fact that I'm doing better now than I'm doing with my first record label... I know it's the stage belongs to the Lord, and it's His stage. So every time I get up there, I'm like, God, what needs to change inside of me? I need to spend time with you. I need to worship you because it's not about me, and I don't want to get in your way. But I will tell you this, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Because not every time we stand up on stage, we are perfect or my marriage is perfect. But one thing I always rely on is, God, you make me perfect even though my situation is imperfect. And I can minister from a stance of my righteousness inside of you. And a lot of times not from some of the behavioral things that I'm going through. Which is what I love. It's all about Jesus. I depend on him every moment on that stage. Because I don't want to be up there and just be dry. I want to be up there and have an effect. And the only time I can be affected is if I'm rooted in that, if I'm, if I'm in that vine. You know, you know, I cannot bear fruit, Jesus said, unless I'm in the vine. He's, he's the vine dresser. So that's what that stage means to me. And that's what I do. That's the process. And, and he shows up every time.
1: One more question for you. And I'm, I apologize. I've got to be on main stage in 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to be the rude host that runs out the door. But I think they want to get photos with you and, sure. and talk to you. But some of these people are youth workers, and they invest time in students. And time is a, a treasured commodity these days, and it's a precious thing that you can invest in another person, especially a young person. What encouragement can you provide for them today? As what they do is volu- many of them are volunteers.
0: To the volunteers, you know, the verse that immediately hit me, with, as you said that, was "Don't grow weary in well doing, for you'll reap a harvest if you faint not." You know. Y- you reap what you sow. And a lot of times we're in a lot of seasons of sowing and we don't see think, we don't see the fruit of what we do. And it's in those seasons though that we must remain faithful and we must remain tapped in to find the strength because there's no use in doing it in our strength. You know what I mean? So if we get that wind of the spirit and we walk in the spirit, we'll always be effective. And there are seasons of testing. But you know what, your, your, your labor is not in vain. And, and And I would say, you know, a lot of times too, Just pray make sure you're in the right place. A lot of times if we're experiencing frustration in ministries because we're not in the right place, we're trying to force something that God's like, no, I love your heart, but I need you over here. And so I think that's critical because there's a grace that does come when you're walking in your anointing. And so, but all that to say, he's with you. He's on your side. He's doing things greater through you than you can see. And I think when we get to heaven, we're going to see those those. Those dots connect. Amen. And I'll say one thing. If we do take pictures and stuff, I will say this. Guys, I'm going to have to go on my voice. I don't know if you can hear it. It's very tender right now. I need to go on a vocal rest. I don't mind taking pictures with you guys. But at this point, if you want to talk to me, please do. But um, I'm having extreme issues because I've been on a, a massive tour, if that's okay. I don't want to no, come no. off rude. No. But I, I got to get my voice ready because I go on in an hour and a half. And I need, yeah. so and and we'll and I have another interview coming up. And so I need just be able to keep it down before I can do my, get my vocal instructor on the phone and go through a, a series of sure. warming this up for tonight.
1: Well, we'll honor that for sure. Uh, thank you praise God for uh, whom God calls, He installs. <laughs> and thank you and, and, and praise God for your, uh, your remarriage, yeah. for your example. Um, Morning is an unusual thing in that it brings all kinds of things to light, but it can change so many people. So thank you for being faithful. And please give it up for Danny for his time today. Thank you.
0: Thank you, guys.